Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Professional Pricing Society podcast. My name is Terrence, and we have another great conversation in store for you today with a very, very special guest who goes by the name of Michael Compton. Michael is the director of firm strategy and leader of the new pricing function at Edward Jones with 16 years in full-service financial advisory industry experience. Mr. Michael, sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Terrence. It's good to be here. Good. Thank you so much for being here. We're so glad to have you. Um, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. So you're speaking with us today about pricing with evolving value within a professional service industry, okay? So this is a very interesting topic. Why, why is pricing with uh, evolving value within the professional services industry important for pricing professionals today? Well, I, I was able to uh, attend last spring's conference and being in the professional services industry, I saw how sharing approaches and sharing, uh, you know, what's happening in different industries was really informative for me. So I thought when given this opportunity, I'd like to kind of talk about some of the challenges that we see, because uh, I don't, th I think it will not only help folks in the professional services industry, but might be able to, those approaches uh, in the discussion could even apply to maybe some other industries as well. Um, as you, as you think about the full service, wealth management, full service industry, it's evolved so much over time. So go back to like 1980. Like if, if you wanted to buy a stock or bond or a mutual fund, you had to actually call an individual. And then, you know, all of a sudden the end of the 90s come and we've got the internet and, um, you know, you could place a phone call. So now we got day traders, right? Uh, so what, what do you need a broker for? Well, they're going to start building. They're going to say, wait a minute, my value prop is now building portfolios. So, you know, that that went for a while, uh, but then you, you've got robos enter the industry and you've got these hybrid models where you have someone in a home office kind of coaching you through your investment. So why do you need to pay this full service professional these higher fees? Uh, so just the, the value is changing over time. And now really it's delivering personalized, comprehensive advice and guidance but our monetization or the way we price that uh, hasn't caught up to where mm. where the value prop is. And just that evolution and how quickly it's changing over time, I thought would be a really great conversation. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I want to ask as well, you know, just thinking about that a little bit further and about the evolution of this, what do investors value in a full service wealth management offering compared to, you know, do-it-yourself situations or other scalable models? Absolutely. So when you when you go to a, a full service uh, wealth management office, you, you're getting actually a lot of services. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's what we call custody in the industry where they custody your assets. So if you own stocks, bonds, mutual funds, mm -hmm. you know, they custody those for you. Uh, they also uh, in, uh, do investment management where uh, help you enter the market, uh, align your goals to your investments. Uh, but it's it's a lot more that, than that as well. Um, if you take uh, J.D. Power uh, results on investor satisfaction for 2022 just hit. And uh, the way that they're starting to uh, talk about the value proposition in this industry, it, it's, it's holistic financial advice where there's a plan and that you have a professional delivering that to you. And one of the key things that we've seen in uh, past analysis is if you have a professional delivering that advice and guidance, 
it's almost like a coaching relationship and they're mm. holding you accountable so that you personally can meet your goals. Mm. Um, and one other thing that I took from that survey that was interesting is the number, the third driver that they cite as the third most important driver is the value for the fees that they're paying. That's what clients are, and investors are looking at. Mm. Um, and then I think I t hit on it just a little bit. Uh, trust is such an important thing. You know, you're talking about your money, your livelihood, uh, how you're going to retire. How are you going to put your kids through college? Uh, do you need to take care of your parents because they're getting out, you know, they're getting there up in the years. Like these are really, really important things that uh, people need to accomplish and having a trusted advisor. That's, that's part of that value proposition where they can kind of almost do life with you. Mm. Um, so very different from other professional services industries, uh, but it's it's part of the overall value proposition. And you see clients will put more emphasis on certain parts of that value proposition where you know, some clients are just looking for the investments. Some clients are looking for that personal relationship. Some clients are really looking for that plan to give them confidence that they can actually get there. So it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. Hmm, that is interesting. So it sounds like this is heavily based on cultivating a mutually beneficial relationship, a healthy relationship. Exactly. And then now think about how do you, how do you pay for investment services? Yeah. Um, you, you, you pay for a stock trade. You might pay two and a half percent for a stock trade that you probably could do online for free or, or $15. So it's, you're in the situation where you're almost like overpaying and then getting the good stuff for free. Mm. If that makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, there, there's these dynamics between uh, us and uh, our home office that you know run the business and our sales folks, our financial advisors. Um, so they they also need to keep up with the evolving industry. So they have some clients that put a lot of value on that, you know, stock recommendations, kind of like the way we used to do business in the eighties. Mm. And you've got other clients that are uh, just starting to save for, uh, you know, uh, retirement. And it's more about, are they saving versus how they're saving? So just keeping our sales force uh, in tune with the industry and where value is evolving over time with their different segments of clients. That's a really interesting dynamic if you start to dig into it. And then also, um, the amount of information investors have, I'm always, uh, and I'll probably do this poll in person, you know, do you know what you pay for financial advice? And I'll tell you, uh, it is all over the place on that, what that answer is. Mm. Um, so it's very interesting, the amount of trust they're putting with their financial advisor, but the very limited understanding and how they pay. And then it, you as a professional price, uh, you know, a pricer in the industry, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, how do you reconcile those things? A lot of trust is needed. Not too many of your uh, clients or customers understand how they're paying for advice. You know, mm. how do you, how do you manage pricing in this type of industry? That's interesting. That's a good point. You know, not everyone may be aware of how they're, they may be, what they're getting for their book, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, exactly. Exactly. Now you may have touched on this previously just now but what makes professional services pricing different from other industries so it, you can think about uh, think about uh, professionals like financial advisors or doctors um or uh, lawyers mm -hmm. um you, you, 
they typically run their business and I'm using air quotes. I know you can't see it, sure. but you know, they, they have their, uh, their niche, they have their approach. Uh, but we're providing guidance on how they need to price their practices. Uh, so uh, it's, it's interesting on, you know, how you have to almost be a little bit of customized and how you approach pricing, or you need to segment your professionals in the business mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that. So that's one interesting dynamic versus another, you know, like manufacturing might have sales associates. They, that, that's an important dynamic, but uh, it's not as, I don't think it's as differentiated as you'll see one financial advisor or one doctor in their practice versus another doctor in their practice. Okay. And then the, the other thing uh, that I think makes it really uh, different is uh, the amount of acumen that professional has. So you have that professional enters the, uh, you know, enters the industry, they might have one, two, three years of experience versus the professional that has 20 years of experience. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of value or there's a lot of perceived value in that, that professional that has a lot of experience. So how do you equate for that when you're thinking about it? And then finally, um, w- when you're in a professional services industry, um, the client or the customer is kind of bringing some of the goods to the com- you know to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So uh, in investments, it's their their investments and their savings. Um, you know, and then in other professional uh, services like uh, a plumber, you know, they're they're working on your stuff. So it's it's yeah. kind of interesting where you have that uh, different dynamic that you would in other industries. That is interesting. Very, it's very unique. It sounds like in comparison yeah. to other industries. Have there been any specific approaches you've taken towards pricing professional services? So, so one of the uh, one of the other reasons that I was excited to to do this is I just I just wanted to share some of my experiences uh, with other professionals because um, our pricing team within Firm Strategy mm-hmm. is only two years old. Wow. Um, so uh, we we you know over time as the industry has evolved, firms like mine have owned more and more of their pricing. So before it used to be dictated by regulations and government and more and more or product partners that create like mutual funds or insurance products. Now we're owning more and more of our pricing. So I uh, made the case to uh, my senior leaders that we really need a pricing function now. And it's not something you see a lot in the financial services industry. Some Mm -hmm. of the larger players have it, but a lot of them don't. Um, so I, I just want to share my experience on, you know, how did we build that? So just to give you a little bit of preview of, you know, what we're going to talk about, how important is it to stay close to white papers in the industry and what's in the news? Because there's a lot of innovation going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have a lot of relationships outside of our organization uh, where we're talking to individuals uh, that you know, write these white papers or uh, are in other parts of the industry like Morningstar. Um, data is super important. Um, so uh, the data that, you know, I'll talk a little bit about the t- types of data that we buy externally to mm-hmm. really understand what's happening in the industry uh, versus the type of data that we create a- a- in our firm to understand what clients are paying for this financial advice and kind of matching that up to value. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 we're going to talk a little bit about focus groups, you know, with, with my sales teams, with potential investors, with clients, how does that factor into pricing? Mm-hmm. And then I've got a really great uh, analytics team where, uh, you know, we, we build all sorts of financial models 
as well as uh, just capabilities that we embed in different parts of our business. And then finally, uh, communication is so important. And this mm. is actually where I'm going to share kind of like some key learnings. Things did not go well in a couple of instances mm. and why I think communication uh, across a, your, you know, your firm and your home office, across your sales team, and then being super transparent with your investors and clients is so, so important because the more we understand, the better we all stakeholders are in these conversations and leads to better pricing decisions, in my opinion. Um, one quick question for you, you know, thinking about the, you know, the professional service industry, do you foresee other companies within this industry to apply or to pick up this type of um, mentality or approach when it comes to pricing, a pricing functionality? Absolutely. I, I, I'm starting to see, it, at least in our industry and the industries that kind of adjoin our industry, mm -hmm. um, I'm starting to see it in consulting engagements where, okay. and those are those are usually kind of like a front runner of what you'll see kind of built out as a capability within different firms. Uh, so as we partner with different consulting firms or just reading their white papers that they publish publicly, uh, I, I think this is, you know, this is a direction that a lot of our firms are going to start uh, going towards uh, for a couple different reasons. When you think about the uh, what some of the important dynamics in professional services, part of its capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So a professional only has so many hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you think about that and price uh, price for that? And then on top of that, innovation has just really started mm. picking up, right? And so what should invest, uh, What should your, your clients and your customers kind of be able to do on their own versus what should the, you know, the professional be doing? Uh, just understanding, uh, you know, cost structures, cost to serve, uh, you know, uh, how, how pricing is perceived, key drivers in economics. It's all really important. So I think th this uh, very broad approach that I'm getting into is really important to have something like this in place to be able to keep up with an evolving industry. Yeah, that was my assumption. But you know, I can it's not fair to just assume it's you know, I have to <laughs> it makes the most sense to ask to ask the experts first and foremost about the future. So that makes a lot of sense. That's important to know moving forward regarding this particular industry. Um now you have years of expertise in this field. Um what makes you excited to be in a pricing role within the professional service industry, given all your ex expertise and the years you have behind you? Yep, yep. Um, so one of the things that makes me uh, excited about, uh, even though I've been in the industry for quite a while, touching pricing most, most of the time I've been in the industry, uh, what makes me really excited is that innovation we just talked about. Mm. Like it's uh, innovation is unlocking value and it's not only benefiting my firm, it's benefiting our sales force. And in the end, I think clients are getting a lot more value. Mm. And uh, uh, one of the reasons I really enjoy the role that I'm in as a pricing professional is how do we create a win-win situation where there's tens of millions of investors uh, across North America. Um, and being able to achieve their goals is really important to them. So I, I feel like I'm on the front line uh, trying to figure out the innovative, innovative ways to price our services 
so that we create more 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 win-win situations mm -hmm. for all stakeholders so that's really what gets me excited about it and mm -hmm. it and just the speed of change uh that we're seeing in our industry yeah that's awesome innovation is huge especially when it comes to industries that you know as a at large haven't all necessarily picked up this concept yet so i think there's a lot in store for the professional service I, industry I, I think so i i've been talking a big game here but i think financial services mm -hmm. there's a lot of room for improvement mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just okay. across the board so sure. uh, that's that's something else like that makes me really excited about this ro the role that i'm in being in mm -hmm. pricing and professional services is i see a lot of room for improvement and i want to mm -hmm. be part of that Mm, good good well hey that's why we have you here now michael do you have any additional uh resources or anything that our listeners can get you know learn more about you or your company or your ideas all right so uh i don't know if we're going to do this uh but uh happy to put my linkedin information out there sure, so feel free sure. to contact me um you know i i think as uh, in the beginning you you mentioned that i work with edward jones um so we're actually in, uh, we have more locations than McDonald's. So I, you have to have one of our Edward Jones offices near you. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it just look us up, go to edwardjones.com. You can take a look at, uh, you know, our, our firm. Uh, but really what I'd like to encourage uh, folks to do is uh, if you are interested in the financial services and the dynamics here, there is a wealth of information that is created by, by firms like J.D. Power, Morningstar, just mm -hmm. just start Googling and there's a lot of really good information out there. But if you are interested in specifics, I, I would ask you to just reach out to me through LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn, Michael Compton. Well, thank you so much for your time today, sir. Pricing with evolving value in a professional services industry. Very uh, insightful discussion we had with you today. Until next time, you all have a safe one. Bye-bye.